Come fill our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. So we are in part two of our series, Psalms 23, and this is one of the most popular series. And my prayer and my heart is that you've been growing in this and God has really been showing you some awesome things. But we've been looking at this analogy that David is making in this psalm. And it's the analogy of us being sheep and God being a shepherd. And he's drawing the similarities between this relationship. And I think it's so important that we catch what David is saying here because the similarities between us and sheep are really similar. And it's just, it's a little freaky actually. And in this psalm, he really just breaks it down for us so well. And I just really want you guys to catch it because it's interesting that he compares us to sheep because sheep are the dumbest animals in the whole world. And that's what he chooses to compare us to are these really silly sheep. They will literally, I think I told you guys this last week, they will walk off a cliff if they see the other sheep do that. And actually someone last two weeks ago told me that um, they knew another interesting fact about sheep that I didn't know about. Um, Apparently, sheep are so stupid that they don't know how to fart. And because they don't know how to fart, they die from that. I would like to think that they explode, but I I don't think that's the way it works. And I didn't believe this person when they told me that. I thought they were just kind of making up a story. But then they showed me like this actual History Channel video of sheep not being able to fart and dying. And I would really wish they would explode, but they weren't in the video. But sheep are so dumb. And guess what? We're just like sheep in our relationship with God. We have a tendency to wander from the thing that means the most to us, from the thing that cares about us more than anything else in this world. We see something shiny and we wander away. We let the things of the world lure us in and take us away from our shepherd, guys. And it's kind of scary how much we really are like sheep. And we came to this conclusion that the Lord is our shepherd, and that he cares about us so deeply. And, and part of the reason why this psalm is so great is because it speaks to a lot of you tonight. Some of you guys are going through a lot of different things. This psalm is for you. And ultimately, this is what I want us to get to, is that our confidence can be placed in God, and he's worthy of it. And that's really what this psalm is all about. Yesterday I came into the office and I have this really nice smelling candle over here and I went to go light it up and as I did I I couldn't get it open and I still can't even get it open right now. I'm not going to try because what happened was I kind of slipped my finger underneath it like this, right? And it cut my finger. And so it started bleeding a little bit and I was like, oh, no big deal. So let me try harder with my other hand, you know, like a normal guy would do. And so pretty smart of me. I try really hard with this finger and as I do it, a huge chunk of my skin comes off as you can kind of see, I have this band-aid right here, and blood was gushing everywhere. And uh, I was just sitting there like, God, why would you let that happen to me? Like, I blamed God for my problem because I had a lot of work that I needed to get done, right? And so now I got these band-aids all over my fingers yesterday, right? And I'm trying to type, and uh, I got my thumbs on it. And this is like really hurting while I'm trying to type. And I'm like, I'm getting blood on my computer. I'm like, God, this is all your fault. I have so much work that I need to get done. This is for tomorrow night. Why are you letting this happen? And I think a lot of us can do that in our lives. We can blame God for the things that happen in our life. And eventually it leads us to the point where our confidence is shaken. When I think God in heaven was going to me in that moment, I didn't tell you to do it again, you idiot. Like, that was you. After the first time it caught you, you think maybe you wouldn't do it again and try harder. But I did, and I paid the price for it. And I think that's a lot of us, right? We blame God for these things that are going on in our lives. And he's saying, I didn't make you do do that. You did that on your own. And this issue of confidence is so important, guys. 
Because God wants our confidence, and it's so hard to give it to him sometimes, right? It's so hard to trust him because of all the things that we've been through in our lives and all the things that we've dealt with. Something interesting about sheep is that they have no choice but to put their confidence in their shepherd. Because if they don't, their lifespan isn't going to be very long. And I would argue that it's the same for us. That if our confidence isn't found in our shepherd, in, in God, then life is going to be a lot harder for you. That there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come and attack you and bring a lot of pain into your life. And the smartest thing for us to do is to stay near our shepherd. And I understand that some shiny things are trying to draw some of you guys out tonight. There are things that are trying and fighting for your attention to get you to wander away from your shepherd. For some of you, it's lust. For some of you, it's pride, it's greed. The list goes on and on. But I tell you guys that those things don't satisfy and those things will not help you. And David is going to lead us to something so important tonight. David kind of took us in the first part to the mountaintop. You know, the, the mountain is exciting. It's supposed to be the good times with God. When everything is working out right, it's like in The Sound of Music, when they're up there singing on top of the mountain, right, and the flowers are going everywhere. It's, it's just a good time, right? That's that mountain experience. And that's where we were last week. He leads us along still waters. He makes us lie down on green pastures. He was satisfying all our needs. But now David takes us to a very important part. David takes us to the valley. And the valley represents hard things. The valley represents dark times in our lives. And this is so important, guys. Because there will be people in your life that will tell you that if you live for God, that only things will be good. That everything will work out perfectly. That everything will be amazing. But David has something else to say to us tonight. And this is my hope, is that I will drive this into your heads, that you would get this, that you would understand it. So, you know, when you're older, when you leave the green room, you know, you would say, hey, I remember what that guy Joey said, that not everything is going to be perfect, that there are going to be hard days too, because this is what might happen to some of you if you don't get this. There will be things that happen in your life that will make you want to walk away from God. There is no doubt about it. Everyone in this room will be faced with things, with issues, with dark valleys that will make you want to turn your back on God. And in that moment, you will have a huge choice to make. Either you can give into that valley and stay there for the rest of your life, because I guarantee you that is what, ha- what will happen, or you can decide to trust God through that valley. And David's going to help us tonight to understand why it's okay when we walk through these valleys. Just remember, as we're walking through this psalm tonight, we're going to jump into it in just one second, because that's where I want to spend the heart of the night. But remember that David is kind of going to be like a little bit all over the place. We're gonna, it's like, all right, David, you were just talking about this, and why are you jumping to this? David is just writing six verses, but there's 13 declarations. And he's working together a picture of the shepherd. And there are so many different quality traits about the shepherd. And that's what makes him so amazing and so great. And so it's going to speak to some different groups of you tonight. And some part might be for you, and some part might be for someone else. But it's so important that we don't miss this tonight. Because all of us, one day, will face a valley. And if we don't get this, there's a good chance some of you might turn your back on God. 
if you don't know the truth behind it. So let's jump right to it. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I went to Walmart just recently. And as I got there, I felt the Lord just put this on my heart. I prayed this before I walked in. I said, Lord, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will fear no evil. I'm just repeating that as I'm walking through, right? And I turned the corner and I swore I saw the devil for a second. It was just this guy with a hood on, but I swear for a second, you know, it was freaky. So I hate going to Walmart by myself. I went, and it was the middle of the day. You'd think it would be safe during the middle of the day, but that, it's just not. Don't go to Walmart until you like own a gun or something because I just get so scared when I walk there. And obviously, David was talking about Walmart when he wrote this verse. There's no doubt in my mind. But there are some important things, and I really want to tear this verse apart. Some really th- big things that we need to pick up in this verse. That word, though, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, that word, though, actually means when. You can break that and translate that to when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's the first thing that we need to get tonight, is that all of us, everyone in this room, none of us are immune to this. At some point in our life, we will walk through a valley. We will go through a hard time. And I think it's so important that David tells us this tonight. Because if you can learn this now, if you can get this in your head, when it happens, you'll be a lot more likely to trust in God when it does happen. So just know that first. Even when I walk through, no one is immune. Live long enough, guys, and you will experience hard things. I'm 24 years old. I've walked through a lot of different valleys in my life already. Some really dark valleys, some really hard ones that made me want to turn my back at times, that made me want to give up. I've walked through valleys that weren't as bad, but they were still hard. And then valleys that weren't even as bad as that. And there are different kinds of valleys and different kinds of hard times. And I'm sure some of you are in those valleys tonight. Some of you are walking through the valley of loneliness tonight. You feel all alone. You feel abandoned by your parents. You feel just completely left out. That that is a valley that you could be walking through. Some of you are walking through the valley of divorce tonight. Your mom and your dad are no longer together, and that's a really hard thing that you are going through. Then tonight, what I'm talking about is for you too. Some of you guys tonight are walking through uh, just the valley of, of just someone that's sick or someone you lost, and there's the valleys go on and on. There's different things for all of us. We will all experience different things in this life, guys. But know that none of us are immune to it. it it's, it's coming. But David's going to tell us why it's okay in just a couple of verses. But there's still something else that we need to know about this verse before we go any farther. Um, I love that he says, through the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't write through the valley of death, the valley of the shadow of death. When I was a kid, I was really scared of shadows. Shadows used to freak me out when I was in bed laying there, you know? And, and everything was a monster, you know what I mean? Everything, or it was a demon when I got old, you know what I mean? Just anything like that. Just everything. My mind can wander, and our minds can freak out when we see shadows. And that's exactly what David is saying. He's saying, as you are walking through this valley, death can't touch you. It's just a shadow of death. See, sheep are really scared of their shadows too, and it's been known to scare them a little bit. But a lion, a shadow of a lion, never killed the sheep. A shadow of a gun never killed anyone. Though you're walking through this valley, a lot of it is going to be shadows. 
a lot of it is just going to be reflections of things that could happen. And it's your choice not to fear in that moment. Because they're just shadows, a lot of them. That doesn't mean that hard things aren't happening right there in the valley. But our minds can race in the valley, can't they? When the hard things are going on, we can imagine how much worse it could be. Or what if this happens? What if this happens? See, it's, a lot of it is based in fear the hard times. That God isn't going to come through this time. This is going to be the one time it doesn't work out. This is going to be the time where I completely give in. But it's a shadow, guys. And a shadow never hurt anyone. It's just a reflection. Let's go to this next verse. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is the reason why. David says we can be okay when we walk through the valleys. When I was in elementary school, I played baseball at um, like a public league, right? Secular league, if you will. And I went to Smithtown Christian School, and I was the only kid who went to Smithtown Christian School. And all of the other kids used to tease me because of that. And they would make fun of me and call me Christian boy. I'm sure some of you guys have experienced things like that. And, and I didn't really like being around these kids too much, right? And so... One day, I just had gotten out of my car, and I was walking, and a bunch of these kids just came around. They started making fun of me, right? And then out of nowhere, it just kind of came my dad. And then as soon as they saw my dad, guess what? They shut up. And you know what? I wasn't scared anymore. I wasn't fearful anymore. Because why? Because my dad was with me. Your dad is walking with you through the valley today. No matter how hard it seems, no matter how dark it is, he's with you. That's why David says that the sheep don't have to be scared. It's because he's right there alongside of you. When you got someone next to you, things are a lot less scary. Someone's with you. And it's so important that you guys know that. That you aren't alone in this. That God is walking right alongside of you. So if it's loneliness, God's right there. He's got your back. If it's a divorce, God's right there and he'll be your father. If it's a breakup and a marriage, or maybe you're in a relationship and a breakup, God's with you in that, and he's not going to abandon you in that. Know that, because that's so important. That's why we can have that confidence in God. And then he goes on to say this. Part of the reason why we can have confidence, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. A shepherd would carry two things with him. The first thing was a rod. It was probably about like this big, and it just was like a little big at the top, like almost like a baseball picture that like tied onto an end of a uh, just like stick. It was just all wood. And what do you do is he would throw this if any incoming danger was coming. And that's how he would protect the sheep. If there was a lion coming and he, he, he would throw his rod. His rod was meant for offense. And the sheeps were, were meant to find comfort in this, that they would know that no danger could get them that nothing could touch them without him having to deal with it first. And some of you guys need to know that too, that God is standing right there, that there's things that are coming to attack you, but God is powerful. Now, God doesn't have these things literally, you know, but he is the creator of the universe, and whatever he says goes. He's all-powerful. The second thing the shepherd would carry was the staff, and you guys have seen that. It's kind of like a candy cane, right? It's, it's, it's what the shepherd would use to guide the sheep and sometimes to pull them out. That's why there's that hook on it. And it was meant to, if they were trapped, to pull them out. So the shepherd would carry these two things and the sheep would find comfort in this. Because no, out of you're in a hard situation tonight, 
call out to your shepherd. He wants to grab you out of that. He doesn't want you to stay in that. He wants to bring you close and be by his side. You don't have to walk in this alone. You know what else I think is just so interesting about this? and Something we don't always see and we don't always understand because it's not our reality to see these things. And find some comfort in this tonight. Just something I've been thinking about lately is I wonder about all the things that God is currently protecting me from that I don't even know about. Things that I can't see right now. You know, I don't think the sheep are always aware to everything that's going on in that moment. They're probably too busy eating and grazing in the grass to even realize that there's some danger coming. Because I think that God, if we knew how many things that God was protecting us from, we would have a lot more confidence. There's probably so many attacks of the enemy, so many things that are trying to get us down in our life that God is protecting us from that we don't even know about today because our shepherd looks after us because he cares about us. And it's our job to find peace in that. So I hope you would. And I hope you would know that God cares about you so much and he is all powerful. Let's go to this next verse. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What this means is God's gonna gather your worst enemies together and make a huge, fe- no, that's not what that verse means at all. What this verse means is that the shepherd would often go ahead of the sheep and he would pluck out all the dangerous mushrooms, all the dangerous plants so that the sheep could go and they could eat and then they would graze and not have any danger among them so they could eat freely. Guys, God goes ahead of you just like he goes ahead, of, the shepherd went ahead of the sheep. The situations in your life, the difficult things, God is going ahead of us and he's dealing with some of these difficult things. He's, he's removing them so that we won't even be tempted by them sometimes. That we won't even have to deal with these sometimes. That's how loving our shepherd is. And then that next part that says, in the presence of my enemies, oftentimes, while they were grazing in this part, there wouldn't be enemies all around them. Things waiting to destroy them. Things waiting to kill them. I hope you guys know that, that there's an enemy who is waiting to destroy you, who is waiting to trip you up at any moment. He's waiting to slip into your life. But you can find peace because your shepherd is right there. If your faith is in Jesus Christ, then you can rest knowing that God's got you and you can have a feast and not even worry about the things that are going around. Next verse, you anoint my head with oil. This verse means two things. The first is that a shepherd would put oil on the head to keep the bugs away from the sheep. Sometimes God anoints us and he calls us and there's going to be people along the way, right? They're going to try and come at you, try and bring you down. And, and, And that oil is that call of God on your life. All of you have a call to live as Christians, right? God has placed a call in your life. An anointing is something that sets you apart. Something that is special about you. And God has anointed it, each and every one of you. He's called you his own. And so remember that, that he has specifically called you and he loves you so much. That's what it means when it says that he anoints my head with oil. Next verse, my cup overflows. And I want to spend some time on this verse because this is really important. What David is saying here is that there is an abundance in my life. It's like a cup that's overflowing, that's being filled to the top and just pouring through. Now, David was just talking about a valley a couple of seconds ago. David walked through some real 
valleys in his life. There's a theme throughout David's life. People are always trying to kill David. I don't know why, but he was always under attack. Whether it was from kings, eventually his own son, David walked through a lot of hard times in his life, dark, dark valleys that none of us will probably walk through. And what does he say? My cup overflows. See, David was able to do something that a lot of us can't do when we are walking through a valley. He was able to find joy through the valley. Why? Is that, is that even possible to be joyful through difficult times, to be okay through hard times? Well, well David tells us it is possible, but it's a choice. It's a choice you have to make. Because if you don't make that choice, you will be miserable. You will hate every day if you choose to. It's, it's really, the ball is in your court. And David's cup was overflowing because of one reason. Because he had Jesus. What reason even comes close to that? It's because he had God as his shepherd. What, what could he even compare to that? Nothing. He didn't have Jesus because Jesus wasn't alive yet. I just realized I said that. Scratch that. (laughs) But guys, so many of us walk through these dark times, right? You can have joy through it. You can, I promise you. You can do that. Let's go to this next verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This is talking about the shepherd's goodness. This is talking about the shepherd's mercy. And, and if you're a follower and, and God is your shepherd, then these things will follow you. God's blessing will be a part of your journey and a part of your walk, and it will follow you all the days of your life. Ooh, what could be better than that, than having God's mercy? That God loves a broken people like us. So let's just think about that for a second. That God would love stupid sheep me, you know? Why? Why? Blows me away that he would find any interest in me, but he loves me and calls me son and he does the same for you tonight no matter where you're at. Let's go to this next verse. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now David's kind of taken us from the mountain in part one through the valley tonight and then back to part and then back tonight to the other mountaintop and what David is talking about now is just, it's just being with God. It's what happens at the end of our lives. Now we can spend the rest of our days with God. And there's nothing that compares to that. It makes all the hard valleys worth it to when we receive our prize, that we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is nothing like that and nothing that compares to that, guys. So I hope throughout this you see yourself in this. And you would see how much we really need a shepherd and how much the shepherd truly cares for us. Because God is after your confidence, guys. You will walk through things and you will go through things that will test your confidence. Things that are meant to stretch your confidence in God so it becomes greater. I was just walking with someone in their life recently and God was stretching their confidence. And, And I could just see his hand all over it and what he was doing with them. And and I didn't know the answer. I didn't know what to tell them, but I knew to encourage them that God was testing them, 
that he was trying to stretch something in them, to build a deeper sense of that confidence. And this person had just felt like God had really placed a school on their heart that they were meant to be there, that they were meant to experience that, and just an overwhelming peace that this is where God wanted them. And then something happened, and it wasn't a possibility for that person to go to that school anymore, right? This person was really upset, and we all have experienced things like that. We've all went through things like that. We said, God, I thought this is what you wanted. I thought this was the way it was supposed to work out. I've been through countless things like that in my life. And so now all of a sudden this person's plans get turned upside down and and that door isn't available for them anymore. That option isn't available. And there was a big waiting time for this person, right? And they had a choice. They could get mad at God. They could turn their back on them, on him, but they chose not to. And I watched them put their trust in God, even though it didn't make sense, even though it was hard even though they probably had some days where they just wanted to yell at God. This person chose not to, and just to trust him. Well, if we flash forward some time in this story, and it wasn't right away, God did the impossible for that person. Brought breakthrough in a way that only God could, so that person could go to that school that they wanted to. God was doing something in that person. God was building up confidence in that person. So the next time they walk through something like that, they'll remember that time when God came through, even though it seemed impossible, when there was no hope of them getting to where they wanted to be. And in this one example, guys, the answer was yes. But there will be times, please don't miss this, when the answer will be no. Because God knows more than we do. It's just as simple as that. Let's just say in that story for a second that God had said no and the door closed. I promise you it was for a reason. I promise you it it would have been because God knew that something was going to happen there or something was going to take place that he didn't want that person to, to be. But that wasn't the story this time. And the story will be different for everyone. But I promise you that person trust level for God will never be the same because of this experience. And God will do the same thing in your life. But it's so important that you trust him through it. Because he loves you and he has your best interest in mind. And so here's tonight's bottom line. Here's what I want you guys to really get and really understand tonight. Sum this all up into one sentence. You can be confident in God because he gave his son for you. Because he did this. God's not going to abandon you now. If he was willing to send Jesus, he's not just going to let you go off and be destroyed now. He's going to see it through. He's going to finish this work in you that he started. He's worthy of our trust just because he's done this and he will do so many other things in your lives. That's why we can be confident in this amazing Savior, guys. And that's just the start. And he'll build confidence and he'll let you walk through things where it will build And so know that tonight. You can be confident in God because he gave his son for you. Because he loves you. If he's willing to give his son, what else would he give? I want to close the series on this note with this last story. Story I heard a pastor telling and uh, I really, really liked it. Um, In London, there was this famous actor, right? And he was really gifted and talented and what he would do is he would go to different churches 
and he would just get out a Bible, right? And he would just recite scripture and he would do it so elegantly that the people would be amazed. People would love it. They could just listen to his voice for hours because it was so good. And so thousands of people would just crowd in to see this actor read scripture because he was a Christian. And so one night he was doing this and he was going through his normal act and at one part of the act he finally got to a part where people could just raise their hand and he would recite scripture. And so one person raised their hand and said, hey, could you do Psalm 23? And he said, yeah, I will. But early in the night, he had noticed that there was a famous pastor in the back of the room in England who had walked a really awesome life and an awesome journey. And so he said, I'll only do it if the pastor comes up after me. And he recites it too. And so reluctantly, the pastor said he would then. He didn't want to at first, but he said he would. And so really elegantly, and I'll do my best to do it. I probably won't do that well, but if I was really elegant, I would say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? Just really be amazing. He was great with his his sign language, right? With his hands. Sign language for Gabby. Someone will do it on the side. Um, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me along paths of righteousness, for his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of doubt, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as he said it, all the people stood up. A lot better than I just did, right? And he clapped their hands. And then they were so blown away by how greatly he spoke it. And then came up the pastor, right? And his speech wasn't so great. He stuttered every once in a while. He tripped over his words every little bit. He, he would blank on the scripture every couple of seconds. But eventually, he would come out. And I think this is how he would say it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me along paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and their staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And when the pastor was done, there were no claps. He had paused. He was getting choked up a little bit. No one was clapping because everyone was crying. And then the actor got up in a tearful voice and said, the reason why you clapped for me and the reason why you cried for him is because he knew the shepherd. He knew what it was like to walk with the shepherd. He spent his life with the shepherd. And he dealt with all of those things that the shepherd was talking about. 
He had been through the mountaintops and he had been through the valleys. And that's my heart for you guys, is that you would know the shepherd in that way. You would know him as your closest friend. You would know him as your savior because there will be mountaintop days that are awesome and then there will be dark valleys. But know that God is your shepherd every step of the way. And I pray you would know him like that pastor would know him. Don't let this verse slip by. Get it into your heart. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are the great shepherd, that you care for sheep like us, that you value us, that you care for us, Lord. We're so undeserving, God. But I pray today, Jesus, for anyone that's wandering, anyone that's gone astray, Lord, anyone that's been drawn out, God, that you would seek them, Lord, that you would draw them back by your love and your kindness, God, that your mercy would follow them, God, that you wouldn't let some of the people that are wanting to run away, run away today, God, that you would grab a hold of them, God, because of your great love, Lord. And so we just say that we need you today, God. We just admit our dependence on you, God. We can't survive just like sheep can't survive without a shepherd, Lord. And so we need you, God. I pray, God, that you would fill this room tonight, Lord, and that you would draw us back, God, and know. I pray that everyone would know that our confidence isn't in vain, but in a loving Savior. your name I pray, amen. Just with every head still bowed. If you aren't a follower of Jesus, and maybe something I said sparked something in your heart tonight, maybe something moved you tonight, I want to lead you in a little prayer and just tell you a little bit more about a Savior that loves you so much really quick. That person, Jesus, that I mentioned for a second, well, he is your shepherd, right? And he loves you. And he died on a cross for you so that you wouldn't have to deal with the weight of your sin any longer. He took it and it was nailed with him on a cross. And then he eventually rose again to show that he had defeated death so that one day you could be with him in heaven forever. And so if that's you, if that's how you are feeling tonight, I just want to lead you in a quick prayer, just something simple like this. And just say it silently. Jesus, I don't know exactly what this is all about. I don't know all the answers, but I feel you moving and tugging on my heart. And I want to know you. I want to start a journey with you. I want to accept you as my Savior. I realize how messed up I am, how deep my sin is. And I want you to take it from me and make me new. I love you and I want to know you more. If you prayed that prayer, can you just just look me in the eyes real quick? This is the first time that you've ever prayed that. Cool. Cool. The Bible says that there is a party every time someone accepts Jesus into their heart. And so the angels are partying right now in heaven because of you, because that's how much God values your life. Let's worship.